0: You may qualify for help with home ownership and not even know it. The changes in clients Habitat for Humanity is seeing in Central Texas and why. As we enter holiday travel season, what airlines are doing to avoid a repeat of delays
1: and cancellations from last year? And we're gray and drizzly heading into the evening. We'll track a storm chance tomorrow ahead of a big change to your Thanksgiving forecast.
0: Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us. I'm Mike Rush. Former President Donald Trump paid a visit to the Rio Grande Valley today, picking up a key endorsement in the Lone Star State. Governor Greg Abbott formally backed Trump's third bid for the White House. Our Capitol correspondent, Monica Madden, was in Edinburgh for the event and has more on what this might mean for the 2024 election.
2: The backdrop for today's event is significant. The Rio Grande Valley has been seen as a feasible battleground for Republicans. A traditionally blue area, Republicans have been investing time, money, and resources in South Texas, and it comes as border security still ranks among one of the top issues for Texas GOP voters.
3: We need Donald J. Trump back as our president of the United States of America.
2: Official support for President Donald Trump from longtime ally Governor Greg Abbott might not come as a surprise.
3: He's still the man to beat, if you will, among Texas Republicans. His post-presidential approval ratings are in the high 70s and have been there for about the last year.
2: But amid the former president's legal battles, other former allies are turning to other candidates. Most recently, Governor Kim Reynolds of Early Voting Iowa endorsed Florida Governor Ron DeSantis in his bid for president.
0: I'm honored by the governor's endorsement. That's a big endorsement. He's not, you know, he's
1: not free and easy with endorsements.
2: The two Republicans passed out meals to soldiers and law enforcement officers stationed at the border for Thanksgiving.
1: They should not be here.
4: The only reason why they are here is because we have a president of the United States of America who is not securing our border.
2: Their message on border security resonating with those stationed here for Abbott's Operation Lone Star. But Democrats say Trump's border plans are extreme and inhumane. The Biden-Harris campaign manager told reporters Trump's trip is, quote, not about securing the border, but a photo op with one of the most anti-immigrant governors. I love this state. Trump the state. vowing to work with Texas on immigration issues if he's reelected.
0: But we're going to make that job very easy for you, Governor. You're going to go back to normal governing.
2: The former president's visit comes after some of his former top aides have pled guilty on charges related to interference with the 2020 election results. But still, his supporters here tell me they are steadfast in their endorsement of Trump, saying that the more than 90 charges the former president faces is nothing but a witch hunt. In Edinburgh, Monica Madden, back to you.
0: And going in depth now, according to the Texas Politics Project's October poll, if the president, uh, presidential election were held today, 45% of Texas voters say they would support former President Trump, 37% saying they would vote for President Biden for a second term. The other 18% of Texas voters surveys say they would vote for somebody else or they haven't decided who they'll vote for just yet
1: ah with that introduction let's take you outside to southeast austin we'll see landscape supply camera there we've got clouds we've got drizzle and we've got some areas of fog in fact look at the low visibility that we already have setting up over parts of the metro visibility down to 1.3 miles in austin and at the airport and San Marcos, dripping springs 1.8 miles. Visibility is much improved over the hill country and our eastern counties, but even Bastrop, 1.2 miles of visibility. And this fog may actually get thicker overnight into tomorrow morning. And that's an early heads up that there could be some dense fog for the Monday morning commute. We don't have a lot of rain out there now, but what we do have is drizzle, which goes relatively undetected on radar. We just know it's out there because of how damp it is and the low levels of our atmosphere below the radar beam, we can uh, pick up on that moisture. Temperatures outside right now are in the 60s. We've been in the 60s all day due to the cloud cover and we'll stay in the mid 60s, really most of the evening and overnight. Drizzle chances drop a little bit from 30% to 10%, but temperatures stay around the mid sixties. Coming up in first warning weather, we've got a storm chance for your Monday. We'll time that out ahead of much warmer temperatures that then turn much colder. And we've got some big adjustments to your Thanksgiving forecast. You'll want to check out.
0: Nick, thanks. We'll see you in a bit. You
1: may qualify for help owning a home and not
0: even realize it. Habitat for Humanity says while the price of housing has gone up dramatically in Austin, income levels have not kept pace. So that means more people qualify for help. They say that they've seen a shift in their clients to include people like medical assistants, first responders and teachers, and they want to spread the word
3: about the help that exists. It's a lot of folks in those fields that they don't they don't think of themselves as families who might uh, have an opportunity to get a house with Habitat, but they do.
0: Coming up tonight after the game, KXN's Grace Reeder dives into the data and will break down whether you qualify or not. Well, just days after it was announced she was entering hospice care, former first lady Rosalind Carter has died. She was 96 years old. NBC's Dan Shineman has more on her life and legacy.
3: As a first lady, Rosalind Carter was a strong advocate for mental health, human rights and women and children's issues. After leaving the White House, she became a full partner with her husband in the Carter Center, a nonprofit institute for world peace. In their later years, they also worked together building homes for the needy, for habitat, for humanity. Rosalind Carter was born into a working class family in the small southern town of Plains, Georgia in 1927. She grew up with the future president, but they didn't start dating until the summer after her freshman year in college. They were married just after he graduated from the Naval Academy in 1946. Military life kept them and their growing family on the move. But in 1953, they returned to Plains, Georgia to run the Carter family peanut business. Rosalind's political involvement began when her husband was elected state senator in 1962. She campaigned tirelessly in his bid to become governor of Georgia, And then president of the united states people ask me every day how can you stand for your husband to be in politics and everybody know everything you do and i just tell them that we were born and raised and still live in plains georgia it has a population of 683 and everybody has always known everything i did she championed mental health causes writing books on caregiving to bring attention to those in need the overwhelming majority of people with mental illness can live full and, and productive lives, and I don't think everybody knows that. Rosalind Carter spent a lifetime bringing attention to issues she felt strongly about, drawing on her experiences so she could devote her life to helping others. Dan Shenaman, NBC News.
0: Carter's family announced earlier this year that she had dementia. Former President Jimmy Carter, who turned 99 in October, has been in hospice care at their home in Georgia since February. Well, Robert Moody, a Texas businessman and philanthropist whose namesake is all over buildings across Austin, has died. He was 88 years old. The Moody Foundation gave over $200 million to UT to help support colleges, programs, and venues across campus, including the Moody College of Communication, and the Moody Center. In total, the Moody Foundation has contributed more than $1.7 billion to various Texas organizations, according to a press release from UT. Still to come, a holiday break from food inflation costs. Why, you may notice a dip in how much it'll cost you to fill up your Thanksgiving dinner table. And Austin-Travis County EMS needs more recruits. How many EMTs they're looking for and some of the positions they have available. There's a big need for local first responders, and today some gather to tout the rewards of this demanding profession. Austin-Travis County EMS was at the Texas EMS Conference at the Austin Convention Center today. They were there to recruit and to show off some of the gadgets that they have, such as drones, ambulances, and realistic training mannequins. It's all an effort to bring in more recruits who are ready to jump into action and help the community. To be an emergency medical technician is a huge uh, privilege in my opinion because we are allowed to go out and we are allowed to help the citizens of the city and be available for them in their times of need when they don't know who, what they need. Austin-Travis County EMS needs about 100 field and communications EMTs and they also have direct hire positions for clinical specialists and paramedic certifi- with paramedic certifications.
1: Noticeably chilly day here today with clouds and drizzle and a couple of showers in the mix. High temperatures only got to 64. Check out how much rain we had here today. Sure, the amounts weren't huge, but many areas got at least a few hundreds of an inch of rain in the Hill Country and the Metro, including eight hundreds at Camp Mabry, six hundredths at the airport. It was drier in our eastern counties. Got the opportunity for a little more rain tomorrow and some big Adjustments to the forecast. We'll show you those and how they affect your Thanksgiving in first warning weather.
0: You might remember last year's holiday travel season was filled with delays, cancellations and a Southwest Airlines meltdown. Well this year should be a much different story. According to NBC News, better staffing and scheduling have led to much better airline operations heading into the Thanksgiving holiday and it's just in time too with TSA predicting this will be the busiest Thanksgiving travel week of all time with 30 million passengers going through US airports. That's an increase of 13% from last year. Lots of things are costing more lately because of inflation, but your Thanksgiving turkey is actually cheaper this year. Turkey prices were higher last year because of an avian flu leading to a shortage, but this year there's a much bigger supply because farmers have raised more birds, fearing that the flu might come back. The American Farm Bureau Federation says the average Thanksgiving dinner for 10 this year will cost a little over $61, that's down more than 4% from last year's record, but still higher than the pandemic. According to MoneyGeek, the most expensive Thanksgiving gathering is projected to be in Seattle this year, while the least expensive will be in Brownsville right here. In Texas
1: you your turkey yet uh, have I eaten my turkey yet no have you bought it yet
0: oh bought it yes we uh, we have a smaller crowd so we we only got the breast this year not the whole turkey oh, how okay. about you we got
1: ours 99 cents a pound not too bad yeah not too bad at all so uh, we,
0: on the topic of Thanksgiving everybody's looking forward kind of to see what the weather's yeah. gonna be like and you're predicting a little bit more chance of rain coming?
1: yeah it's uh, the pattern change here uh, seems to time out with some rain potentially here for Thanksgiving not the whole day but we've at least up the rain chances that that day. We'll also take you through a little rain chance tomorrow too. Let's first take it outside now. It's gloomy and damp in South Austin at the Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center getting some beneficial drizzle. We wouldn't call this rain. It certainly feels like rain but it's technically drizzle. Not the showers being developed higher up in the sky but the drizzle being developed below the radar beam. Here's the pattern. A warm front is to the northeast of us. So warmer air is going to surge into central Texas, especially tomorrow morning once the winds pick up. And then a cold front late in the day is going to blow in Monday night into central Texas, bringing much cooler air for the rest of the week. So tomorrow, before things cool off, temperatures actually surge. Ahead of that cold front, we actually also run the risk for a few showers or a storm tomorrow morning. Coverage is going to be isolated. A low chance for a stray shower, say before 7 or 8 in the hill country. As we approach 9, 9.30, we may see a shower or storm along and east of 35. And I think our eastern cha- uh, counties have the highest chance for some wet weather here tomorrow during the mid to late morning hours with a few showers or even thunderstorms developing. Now, these showers and storms will turn much stronger to the east of us here tomorrow, but we think generally just a stray storm or shower and non-severe stuff for us tomorrow. Tomorrow afternoon, the sun is out. That's when the temperature surge to the upper 70s to near 80. And then our cold front comes in Monday night. That'll bring a few more clouds with it too. Let me show you the temperature changes. We're gonna stay in the 60s all night long and that's how we start your Monday morning. Then temperatures surge upper 70s to near 80 by early afternoon, and then as the cold front comes in in the evening and the winds start to come out of the north, then the numbers fall, 60s by mid-evening, and then we're down to 50s and even 40s beginning your Tuesday, setting us up for several cool days in a row. So tonight, some areas of fog and drizzle and the low chance for a very late night shower or rogue thunderstorm. Most of what you're gonna see though is gonna be of the drizzle variety. So a few showers or isolated storms tomorrow morning, About a 30% chance you get measurable rain where you are. And then the sun is out for the afternoon. It'll be a breezy, warm afternoon. And we're up to 79 with a good amount of sun the second half of the day. Then temperatures drop low 60s Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. In fact, Wednesday, Thursday, we're barely out of the 50s. Big change, though, to that Thanksgiving forecast. That's because a cutoff low gets developed just to the west of us, as we head into Wednesday and Thursday, that low starts to creep into Texas on Thanksgiving, bringing us rain chances before it escapes off to the north and east of us. What that does to your Thursday is rain arrives for the morning, but it should be out of here thanksgiving afternoon and evening it's not going to be a washout type of day but some wet weather is in the cards here for thanksgiving so your thanksgiving weather checklist we're up near 60 with a 30 percent rain chance but some afternoon sunshine here on thanksgiving still plenty to be thankful for look at our first warning weather seven day forecast see temperatures stay on the cool side of things and then get even colder we're down in the 50s by next sunday with more rain All right,
4: thank you, Nick. Imagine we had our normal open there, having a couple graphics issues. Now, let's start with the Dallas Cowboys. They lost a heartbreaker a couple of weeks ago to the Eagles. Since then, the competition on the schedule has not looked necessarily competitive, and the Cowboys, they're understandably okay with that. Dak and the Cowboys on the road at the Panthers, who are 1-8, not the best record. Scoreless late in the first quarter. Dak to his tight end, not... Mr. Ferguson it's Luke Schoonmaker from Michigan he's got a big game as alma mater next week 18 yard touchdown as the Cowboys up CD lamb touchdown had them up again then in the second half Tony Pollard man he's not been able to find the end zone but here would not be denied in the early fourth quarter for the 21 yard scamper next play yeah it's always the Cowboys offense but more so the Cowboys defense Bryce Young is gonna need some help sleeping with the nightmares of the Cowboys in his head after today. Deron Bland pick six, his fourth of the year that is tied for the most in NFL history. Cowboys roll over Carolina. They get a 33 to 10 win. Two, the Houston Texans playing at home, not playing basketball, but I'm sure C.J. Stroud will be good at that as well. Against another team with a bad record, Arizona Cardinals. It is Stroud with his team up 14-10 before the half deep. 40-yard score to down That looks beautiful, even better with those blue unis. And the rookie gets the big touchdown. Texans up 11 in the third, fourth and goal for the Cardinals. Kyler Murray, the elusive quarterback, is back. Healthy scores. Two-point conversion is no good. That's important. So it's a five-point game. Five minutes left in the fourth. Stroud, man, he's been outstanding this year in the MVP conversation, but picked off for the third time in the game, so the Cardinals have a chance. About 30 seconds left, fourth down. Kyler pressure, just got to chuck it up. Steven Nelson says, get that thing out of here. And the Texans Able to hold on, not Stroud's best game, but some relief. They move on to six and four. They're up 21 to 16 in this one. In the college landscape, Iowa State was feeling pretty good going into a night ago, welcoming Texas into the cold night in Ames, Iowa. Talking a little bit of smack pregame. We are glad they enjoyed the lead up to the game. Texas football just rolled the night ago. Defense held Iowa State under 10 yards rushing offense highlighted by a couple big plays. That touchdown of Jordan Whittington. Finally, finding the end zone, they get win number 10 in Chili Ames. Remember, a couple years ago, it was that really tough one, the Brees Hall game where he ran over, ran all over Texas. And last night, Steve Sarkeesian knows it was a bit of revenge.
1: That was a long week for us that, that, that year, and that was a tough night to endure. Uh, so to come back um, kind of on our farewell, farewell tour uh, and, uh, and to get some redemption here uh, is, uh, is a big one.
4: Longhorns have not clinched Big 12 championship game yet. They finished the regular season 6-30 Saturday night against Texas Tech. Friday night, excuse me, if they win there then in the Big 12 championship championship game. We're back after this with a crazy day of Texas hoops. Keep it here. Welcome back. A fall Sunday is usually dominated by football, but both Texas basketball teams wanted some spotlight with afternoon showdowns today. Start with Texas men versus Louisville up in New York City, horns up 9-5 early. Zerkhan Yemma throwing down the hammer on the alley-oop from Tyrese Hunter. Horns up, but, man, Louisville was hanging tough. Right before the half, Texas up 2 on the break. Max Azmus, the star, transfer from Oral Roberts, gets it to go. Longhorns down 1, about 2 minutes to go. Brock Cunningham, no. Caden Shedrick, yes. He had over 25 in this game, a big game from him. Then, final couple seconds here Texas forces a turnover they get the ball back down one with seven seconds left and who do they give it to but Max Azmus the transfer tough fadeaway. away yes Texas goes up one the game winner from Money Max 81 to 80 Texas faces UConn in the championship game tomorrow let's go to the Texas women not quite as exciting them hosting Louisiana Tech they're up eight nothing in the first quarter Shaylee Gonzalez makes them go up 11 nothing and there was a lot of that in this one 28 to 10 later in the first quarter how about the behind the back from Shaylee Gonzalez to Amina Muhammad one of the many highlights for the Longhorns and uh, Texas just continuing to roll in this one it is uh Jackalinga went in to the freshman Madison Booker who sticks the three there Texas rolls they're still unbeaten on the young season 96 to 44 we're back after this.